Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke with Pastor Steve Pearson here at the Key Radio Studios in Provo, Utah. We are so grateful to Mike and Heather and all the team here at Key Radio for lending us the studio to be able to record and to have these conversations through God's Word together with you every weekend here on Key Radio and also by podcast, shoutsofgraceradio.com, iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Ask Alexa, please play Shouts of Grace Radio. Uh, I, I wonder how many Alexas just went off right now um, with people listening to that. So there's all sorts of different ways. You can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com to find out. And uh, last couple episodes, we began a series called Bible Difficulties, and we addressed in, in two parts the question, who is God? And definitely a difficult subject to wrestle with. Um, we also uh, would love to hear from you, and if there are any topics that are of uh, you know interest to you as far as Bible difficulties, hard questions, uh, visit ShotsOfGraceRadio.com and let us know, and we would love to hear from you. Um, Pastor Steve, we've heard uh, recently from a listener, and uh, they've asked this question. Uh, they want to know, what is your favorite cheeseburger brand, if that's okay? <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble. Uh, I will just say um, blank and blank. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's the the true Southern California, fresh, never frozen. That's right. Uh, blank and blank burger. Right on. Right on. Actually, I I have to, I have a confession to make, Pastor Steve. Um, that was me. Yeah, I, I, I asked that question. <laughs> I I also asked the previous question on 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 the last episode. So. Uh, okay, so hey, we we concluded the the conversation about who is God with the issue and the reality of eternity that there is an eternal God who has always existed and always will exist. He is self-existing, and he exists in this reality, this realm called eternity, and within that reality is our created dimension okay and i'm listen you you physics and scientists folks out there you guys can talk about all the different planes of existence and multiple dimensions and universes and multiverses and blah 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 what i'm talking about is as a human being we perceive and we live in time we live in space spatial limitation and uh time space and matter we we deal with matter right so there's there's all the things that come together, atoms and whatnots, um, whatnots is a scientific term, uh, that come together. And we, that's how we perceive. We perceive everything from that vantage point that I, I have a birth date and I have an end date where I will die. I, I exist and I grow. My body physically grows and matures and ages and I'm dealing with a physical world and um, and there's space, you know. I I can I can only go so far by foot. Then I have to I have to have some other mode of transportation to go to the sky or to go, 
you know, to go to outer space, right? And so we're, we're dealing with this perception, and it's it's limited. It's like, are we in a big globe? Are we in a big, you know, what are, what are we in? What is this thing? Well, God is outside of that, and it's eternity. And with, outside of that, there is an eternal kingdom. Uh, there is an eternal uh, reality. There's an eternal economy. And we're intended to be in the eternal family of God. So all of that rambling to say, how do we know for certain that there is a life after death, that there is a reality after death? How can I know for certain that there is something outside of what I can physically perceive? Why does eternity matter? Well, like we said on the the last couple broadcasts, it is something that God has not left us to think about, but yearn for, mm. right? And he's put that in our heart. And so man is consistently, perpetually throughout his life looking for a fulfillment that can't be found in this life. Now, now he, he will try and he will, you know, th- those who wish to worship but don't want to worship God will fill their that they'll attempt to fill that void that God has placed there, right? With, with other things, but, right, right. but he's acknowledging in man's pursuit of, of worship. He's acknowledging the existence knowingly or not of Ecclesiastes three eleven. He's that God has placed it there. Um, and, and so I think that's one way that, that, that we can, that we can do that, um, that we can understand that. I think the other way is we talked about at the end of the last broadcast that, that God being outside of time, time and space in the now, right? Not subject to progression or degression. He's, he's just there. He, that, that just is, right? Th- those are terms that matter in time. But in eternity, you just are. There's a completion. It's done, right? So, so God is not toying with us. He's not, so, you know, he's, he wants us to understand that. And so how does an eternal self-existent being step into or or communicate with those who are who are who are bound by this time and space how does he do that right could he open up the skies and let us see the realm of 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 eternity if there's such a thing he can do whatever he wants but how has he done it and that's where the bible would say specifically in regard to what we talked about last time um personal revelation that god that god on the heels of general revelation now brings personal revelation by himself stepping into not sending us a letter in a bottle not sending us a you know a a, a, a sign across the sky but by himself tearing the veil of eternity that separates time and eternity and stepping into time to reveal the mm. one and only eternal true God. Mm. God himself did that. And so you have this self-existent one who who has this, this eternal spirit nature who chooses at a point in time to step into time and take an additional nature. And this is important. The one God takes an additional nature in the person of Jesus Christ to give personal revelation and to save people from their sins. And so that's what we're talking about. How, how do we know eternity's true? Because the messenger from eternity stepped into time and gave us the message. Mm. He, he revealed it to us, right? That's why he, he, Jesus would say many things, but one of the things he would say is, you know, don't fear him who can kill the body, but has no power over the soul. Rather fear him who, after he's killed the body, can cast the soul into hell, mm. right? He's acknowledging that there's, he's telling you a truth that exists beyond right. the veil of eternity, that there's a death 
and there's a life after it. And so that's the personal revelation part that God brings to humanity. So basically what we're doing is on the topic of eternity, we're having to settle that there's an eternal God. Okay, so that's settled. That's a truth. That's a reality. Because there's an eternal God, there is an eternity. What do I do with that eternity? God reveals himself into time and space and matter from eternity in the person of Jesus Christ, and someone's objection is Jesus never existed, or, well, Jesus was just a good teacher and he did great things, but he was a martyr and died like everybody else. So what makes him different? So first of all, on, on, the, on, the, on the former, I will tell you that, that that's kind of a debunked argument at this point. There's mm. enough history and there's enough archaeology and there's enough in antiquity for us to know for certain that a Jesus Christ from Nazareth lived and existed, yes. right? I mean, that's that 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 really is debunked. Um, you, you would kind of be arguing foolishness at that point because you, you, now you don't have to believe who he claimed he was. But if, if you looked, if you just looked at at the secular sources you have that have no have no skin in the game when it comes to spirituality, they themselves will let you know this this person exists historically. He's historically, real. he's he's real. Right now. The, the the question people might have is, well, I take issue with what he said because he didn't claim to be a prophet. You know, right. he, he didn't claim to be a good man. He claimed to be God. Yes. He, he claimed, I am the one. Like, I am. If you do not believe that I am, ego me, you will die in your sins. They knew what that meant. They picked up stones to stone him. Or for what good work do you stone me? Not for a good work. For you being a man, make yourself to be God. They understood his statement, and we have the account of Scripture that tells us they understood that, right? We have the account of Scripture where we're told in John, what we mentioned last week, John 1.1 and John 1.14, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and nothing that was made was not made without him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us as we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. And so we we, we have a proclamation from Scripture that the God of all eternity has stepped into time to reveal that the reality of eternity exists, it's coming for every man, Mm. and there is a position for every person in that eternity, whether it's with God or without God. All right, so what does the Bible reveal to us about eternity itself? When we're talking about what eternity looks like, is it just the idea of time with no end? Is it just the idea that somehow we're coexisting with God out there in the wild blue yonder of the afterlife? I mean, what does the Bible address clearly and specifically about what eternity is? You know, that's that's a hard one because, again, now it's like God trying to explain to us in limited fashion what our minds can understand in Scripture. And so oftentimes you see references like, my ways are so higher than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So so, so God would have a difficult time communicating with the the ignorance of humanity, if you will, um, as to what actually exists. Now, now he has revealed some things, right? And, And one of the things he's revealed about eternity is that the decaying physical part of man is transformed, right? right. That that we actually have eternal bodies, and right. and so that that part he's 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 definitely shared. And um, when when Paul 
likely when he was stoned in Lystra and, and quite possibly, you know, had a vision of heaven or died and came back to life, how, whatever your whatever your thoughts are on that. He said, I, I heard things that, that were inexpressible. I, I can't even put it into human words. But but we do have some some ideas in Revelation and Revelation 20 and Revelation 21 where he's talking about um Things that exist, like he, right. you see in Isaiah chapter six, that there's a throne and that there's 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 angels that surround this throne. You see the same thing reflected in Revelation four and five. That so so there is this idea that in eternity the supremacy of God and the holiness of God is prevalent throughout all things, right? And mm. man has a a very clear understanding of where he stands before that holy God, right? We're talking we're talking about in Revelation 21 about a river. We're talked about I mean, it, there there's just a it's it's very difficult for us to tap into right. that because scripture doesn't give us a ton about it. But I think the one thing that is consistent throughout the ex- scriptures is that you cannot have eternity apart from God. That's right. There is no eternity apart from God. Let's settle that. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, this is definitely a Bible difficulty, Pastor Steve. Eternal matters. Eternity. What is it? Where is it? How do we get there? How can we know what our fate, so to speak, is on the other side of death? And the Bible has given us a general revelation of who God is, that he himself is eternal, uncreated, self-existing, and that he has revealed himself from eternity into this realm of time, space, and matter through his son, Jesus Christ. The revelation of the divine in human form, and and you address this, we're going to have to address this Bible difficulty on another episode, and that is the hypostatic union, the the, the 100% um, uh, undiminished divinity of Christ and the 100% human nature that he took on and how they exist together and uh, with no conflict, with no contradiction. It's an incredible reality. I look at the Bible, especially in the New Testament, it's brought up more than anything, but even in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27, it says, the eternal God is your dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms. Even from the very early times of what we call, you know, the Bible, the Old Testament, human history, God had revealed himself as the eternal God. And, and I love the scripture that he is a dwelling place, like God himself. So, so eternity is not just this mysterious place out there. To be in eternity, to have eternal life, a topic that continues to be addressed throughout Jesus's ministry and teaching and throughout the New Testament is, how do I get there? Jesus would say eternity, he would say that the kingdom of God is in your hearts. And that kind of echoes Ecclesiastes 3.11, right? That God has said eternity in, in the hearts of men. He would talk about eternal fire in Matthew 18. The, the man came to him in Matthew 19 and said, oh, what do I need to do to have eternal life? It was, uh, it was to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 that Jesus said, uh, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. And if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. That there is eternal fire 
prepared for the devil and his angels, and there is also an eternal punishment for those who do not believe in Christ. This is Matthew 25. But there is a righteous reward of eternal life, eternal life, eternal punishment. So the question is, how do I get there? What must I do to inherit eternal life is the question of Mark chapter 10. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And in in my father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you so. Like if this weren't the truth, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be saying it, right? This is the truth. And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself so that where I am you may be also. That that is the promise that Jesus comes to deliver. He steps from eternity, from the presence of God, and he reveals himself as God in the flesh. And then he says, I'm going to leave. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I'm going to come back and bring you to that place. For you and for me, Pastor Steve, and, and for Christians for centuries and, and you know 2,000 years plus now, the proof is in the reality of the resurrection of Jesus yeah. Christ. Now, now we get into another Bible difficulty. Right. And that is the fact that Jesus died, and three days later, by the power of God, he rose again from the dead. And right. so when we talk about matters of life and death, and we talk about the afterlife and eternity, we present Jesus Christ as not just the way, the truth, and the life, but as the one who went to the other side through death and then came back to life to say, I've dealt with that. That's right. I've seen, I've, I've been there, done that, seen it, and now you can go there too. That's right. You had said something on the other side of the break, and I want to I want to just qualify that because I I know you and I believe the same on this. You had said that that there is no eternity without God, and in and 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 I know what you what you mean by that. But let let us let me expand on that. There's no eternal life. Yes. Right outside of God, but there is an eternity for every person, which is what you just alluded to, right? right? And in John chapter five, the Bible talks about two resurrections, a resurrection unto life and a resurrection unto, unto judgment, right? And so, so when we talk about the, you know, e- e- eternity, th- there isn't a lot that we have in scripture, right? It doesn't describe everything, but, but it, it doesn't also describe that there's some sort of, you know, a period of time where we're, we're just kind of working through our mishaps in life and we're just kind of, you know, some people have a form of purgatory where you can mm-hmm. kind of, you can kind of deal with all your things you didn't deal with in life. Right. The Bible doesn't talk about that, Keith. The Bible talks about a resurrection to life and a resurrection to judgment. When I pass and I leave time and I step into eternity, I am judged for time. I am judged for how I dealt with my time and specifically the general and the and the and the personal revelation of 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 God. How did I deal with it? If I step into time and into eternity from time and and all I had was a general re- revelation of God, then then God has a method of judging me, right? But if if I if I rejected his personal revelation of Christ, right, which is the only way a person can have eternal life, right. then I step into a resurrection of judgment. And Luke 16 gives a pretty vivid picture in this, in, in in the way of a parable of 
life after death, that there's the reality of torment and there's the reality of, of paradise. Mm-hmm. Those are two realities that people need to deal with. And, and so, you know, make no mistake about it. When Jesus was here, he was always talking about the kingdom of God. He was always talking about, you know, the, the, the need to obey God, the need to follow God, because the repercussions of not, he would say, in, you know, in really in, uh, entail uh, suffering, in, entail right. weeping and right. gnashing of teeth. And, and this was a real thing for him. And so hell's a difficulty for people because they, they, they think of hell as a punishment and how could a just and righteous and holy or, or how could a loving God punish somebody? Right. And, and, and I think there's a different way that people need to understand. People are already condemned. People are already judged, right? Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to judge the world, but to save the world, right? People are already in the condemnation of sin. And so God reaches down in the person of Christ with personal revelation, and he chooses to save the people that want to be saved, right? right. And so it's it's not a matter of how could a loving God condemn people to hell? I would ask a different question. Wow, what a loving God that he would step down and he would choose to save anybody from their certain certain outcome of of their choice of sin, right? And so right. that's a that's a difficulty, but people need to understand everyone's condemned in the fall. Right. Right. Two things first, if you want to hear more about the topic of how God uh, a loving God sent people to hell, go to episode 6 of Shouts of Grace Radio. We talked about it. That's right. Um, but the second thing is this that to deny an afterlife, to deny an eternity is really to deny human responsibility. Mm. Because if we believe that there is nothing after death, then there's no consequence to anything we do here. Nothing. Total annihilation means it doesn't matter. That's right. If we don't believe that there is a determination for eternity based on, on on how we behave, how we act. Again, there's still no accountability. We all just go into the sky somewhere and float and on your, clouds, right? And your very life, Keith, is a contradictory to what you say you believe. That's right. Because you know full well in your life that there are consequences. You know full well in time there's consequences. Right. So are you saying that you're going to live this way in time in acknowledgement of a truth that doesn't exist outside of time? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So it's either do whatever you want and it doesn't matter, case sera, sera, and I know that's from a movie and I can't right. tell you what, or... Or it really does matter what we do here, that eternity matters. And it's more than what we saw in, in Gladiator, right? You know, right. what you do now echoes in eternity. It's more than echoing. It's your reality. How you deal with God's general revelation and his personal revelation to you in the person of Jesus Christ determines your eternal outcome. That's right. That's right. And frankly, all of these conversations about Bible difficulties don't matter if we don't conclude it with believe in Jesus and because eternity, he's the way, the truth, and the life to eternity. You're right. Eternity has left its imprint on time because yes. we understand there's consequences in yes. time and there's consequences in eternity. We understand there's a right and wrong in time and there's mm. a right and wrong acknowledged in judgment in eternity. Right. Eternity has imprinted itself on time if we will just open our eyes and look. That's right. And God has made it possible for us to see. And I would ask you, if you are wrestling with this and you are not sure, first, God is right there. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. You can talk to him. You can pray to him. But you can reach out to someone else. Find a local church. Visit shoutsofgraceradio.com. We'd love to talk to you about this. Let's take a moment. Let's just pray for those listening right now 
Father in heaven, I ask that those who have heard this message, and we've all been presented with the reality of Jesus Christ, that we would not wait to decide what we're going to do with eternity, that we would accept the life that is offered through your Son, Jesus Christ, simply by faith, that we could have our sins forgiven, that we could have eternity settled, that we could be made brand new people from the inside out. Lord, I pray that we would accept that and that we would walk victoriously in the reality of eternity that matters even right now. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be with you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 